0: This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you with no additional commercial interruption because it's Christmas time, people. Come on. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever toots your horn, we hope that you have a merry, merry one. Now, on with the show. No. hey hey mary mary it is i ryan david here with you on christmas week holy shit and i am here joined by the plague bearer himself <laughs> welcome Bert. <laughs> How's it going, Ryan? Oh, uh, you sound terrible, my friend. I, I know you've been under the weather most of the week. Yuck, yep. yuck, yuck. D- down with
1: the flu the last five days. It's been pretty brutal.
0: Ooh, uh ah, ah, ah. You have been down. Uh, so for those of you that are wondering why this week is a nano, well, because it's fucking Christmas week, and because, you know, Bert's a little under the weather, and I don't want to do any more damage than good. Plus, it's been a soft week in the nerd world, so we figured, why not? We'll just shoot a little nano, let Bert save his voice, and hopefully recover back to full strength so that next week we can come at you with both guns blazing. Besides the illness, anything interesting going on for you this week?
1: No, not really. It's been a pretty quiet week. I spent most of it, you know, just trying to recuperate, drinking a lot of tea and... Watching a lot of movies, a lot of of nerdy movies.
0: You know, oh, oh, look, you passed it to me through the electronic devices. What I was going to say is when we're sick, we get to have those solitary nerd moments, but we can't ever really enjoy them, right? (laughs) Right, right. You know,
1: you put on a, you know, a playlist of your favorite nerdy movies, and then you wind up falling asleep on the couch or shivering and sneezing and coughing and just being miserable.
0: Right. It's just no fun whatsoever. I, I watched uh, one of my favorites. I guess you can call it bad movies uh, this week as well. I, I went back and threw Predator 2 on the old television.
1: <laughs> Classic. Uh,
0: you know, people give Predator 2 a bad rap because it, it, there are moments where it is utter cheese, pussy face, and over the top. But the story, like the bones of the story, if someone were to remake it and make it serious instead of having those, you know, just ostentatious moments, I think it could be a really strong contender in the Predator series.
1: I agree. The uh, You know, my main, the only problem I really had with Predator 2, it was a fun movie. It was like a silly popcorn movie. The only problem that I have is... Predator 2 is the movie that started the whole Alien versus Predator thing.
0: It is. It is. In fact, I paused it and I said, oh, that alien skull in the trophy room, they didn't really spend a lot of time on that one.
1: <laughs> nope. It was a brief flash in the movie, and then all of a sudden, we have, you know, 500 Alien vs. Predator films.
0: Well, you know what is exceptional that came out of Predator 2? And I don't know if you consumed this or not, but... Uh, as with most of the sci-fi or poppy movies of the day, Predator 2 spawned a novelization, and the novel was great. I don't know if you had a chance to read it or not.
1: I did not. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of movie novelizations kind of pass me by. I'd rather kind of either see the film blind and kind of go in and experience it for what it is rather than go for the... I read the book first, you know, type of deal.
0: Oh, no, no, no. This this came after the film. So it was definitely, you know, to capitalize on the Predator madness that was 1990. I don't remember Predator madness in 1990. <laughs> but I do remember being young and stupid and having discretionary income and sure. picking up that book. And the novelization of Predator 2 gave a lot of details and corrected some of the -the over-the-top whoopsies from the movie. So all of the predators that we find out at the end of the film that were there, you know, in novel form, they actually are all named. And the city hunter that was the, you know, star predator of the film is actually like a junior predator that's there to earn his stripes, so to speak. I distinctly remember remember the older, elder statesman predator was named Graybeard. No, Grayback. Graybeard would be a pirate. Yar. (laughs) (laughs) He was named Grayback. And um, this was the one that threw uh, Danny Glover the gun at the end and said, keep it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. He was very disappointed with City Hunter because City Hunter was egotistical and sloppy. And at the end of the novelization, Danny Glover sort of put in the fatal blow. But City Hunter wasn't dead at that point. And City Hunter allowed Greyback to decapitate him because he was disgraced by being beaten by such a petty little human. (laughs) Pussy face, <laughs> the best line in any action movie ever.
1: <laughs> so. uh, I don't, I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> this week, you watched some movies. What was, what was the Predator Two of your playlist that you saw?
1: Uh, I uh, when I uh, get sick, I want something that I don't have to like get too deep into, or something that I can follow pretty easily. So I tend to go back to a lot of things like I watched three or four Ghibli movies. I watched the Hellboy remake.
0: Oh, <laughs> that, there's your Predator Two. <laughs> yeah,
1: the Hellboy remake was definitely the Predator Two of the week. G-
0: Ghibli movies. It's it's funny you say that. Uh, there's something a little bit later on that we're gonna talk about that invokes the spirit of Nausicaa and Totoro. Um, But first on the agenda is, I guess, depending on the camp that you're in, either the latest atrocity or celebration in the Dungeons & Dragons world. Last week we talked about the WOTC slash Hasbro belief that D&D is under-monetized. We (laughs)
1: did. Right.
0: Well, one of the ways that they're branching out, we know, is with... Several, according to Hasbro, A video game titles. And the one that we know for sure that is really close on the horizon is Baldur's Gate 3.
1: Right. I mean, Baldur's Gate has been sort of a touchstone for them for the last two sort of iterations. Were you a big Baldur's Gate player?
0: I did. I pl- Well, let me put it this way. I played when it was under AD&D rules. Shocker but when they yeah. released the expansions that were went into 3rd Edition, not because I despise 3rd Edition. I, I, I'm i kind of neutral on 3rd Edition. Uh, I just... It wasn't in my gaming sphere at that time, so... Oh, okay. Uh, I, I played it. I wasn't... You know, it certainly wasn't at the top of my list right now for, for games that I'm watching. So I'm just... Really keeping up with it just because of the content more than I want to play it. Did I? I assume you played them. Almost everybody has played them. That's our age.
1: Right, right. I played the uh, I played the first one, and I played the second one a little bit. But I don't know that I'm going to pursue the third one.
0: Well, let me twist your arm. Okay. Who is the iconic character that everybody loves from Baldur's Gate? Minsk. Minsk. Of course, Minsk. Everybody loves Minsk. Uh, everybody loves Minsk. It was, you know, a very dynamic character. He had Boo, his attack hamster, if you right. recall. <laughs> yep, uh, Boo. Nobody had anything bad to say about Minsk. Well, until now. Jim Cummings, the original voice actor of Minsk, who okay. really captured the essence of the character. I I, Dad,
1: I think he did very well.
0: It was an um, audio meme before the phrase meme had a meaning, right? Sure. All of the the catchphrases and the, the little quips that Minsk had. And, and a lot of those were Jim Cummings, both with intonation, delivery, and some off-the-cuff stuff. Well, Jim Cummings is not voicing Minsk. Minsk okay. in Baldur's Gate 3 will be voiced by Matt Mercer.
1: Matt Mercer definitely has, you know, voice acting talent, but why wouldn't you, if it's an established character, why wouldn't you keep the same voice? Was he Because they don't care
0: about the established characters, Bert. I'm not shitting, uh, uh, trust me, I shit on Matt Mercer when it comes to his dungeon mastering, when it comes to his scripted entertainment show that is on the tube of the U. I give him credit. He is exceptional in the realm of voice acting. That's why he was cast as the Dungeon Master in that show. But... But... This is just more leaning into the Sparkle Troll demands. I don't even know if it's a demand. It's just fan service for them. We're going to throw away one of the most iconic characters voices which is established not because the voice actors dead but because we want the sparkly ones to go get a change of pants because their beloved DM is voicing the character well
1: I mean here's the other side of the coin go ahead I mean, we certainly don't know what they're, you know, I mean, for all we know, there was there were attempts to get the original voice actor and the contract fell through, or, like, has there been any announcement or
0: any There has details? been no announcement as of our recording tonight. Now, that might change, of course, mm-hmm. over the week. Uh, Cummings has thus far been silent. Okay. But is very available, and dare i say probably cheaper than matt mercer i don't know i don't know as you can right. imagine the there's one side of the internet that is cheering and jumping for joy of course they don't buy anything they're going to download it illegally from a torrent and then there's the other side of the internet that pretty squarely in that corner i, I get it why didn't if you want to bring mercer in create a new character for him to voice like that's 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 my deal. not I'm not knocking Mercer's voice talents. I'm just saying really Minsk?
1: <sighs> yeah, I mean I don't know it's tough when when you don't kind of know all the details and we probably never will. I mean that kind of stuff isn't is it unless uh, you know the original voice actor Cummings makes some sort of announcement or something like that, you know then, you know, we don't really know why he's not Minsk anymore. Maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe he wasn't available to do it. I
0: I hope we get to know. I I really do. Right.
1: I mean, I would be curious to know myself. It's a shame that, you know, spend time bringing a character to life, and then that character gets taken away from you. That's, you know, that hurts. And, you know, I feel bad for the guy. But if it was something as simple as, you know, he was unavailable, or, you know, health concerns, or heaven forbid, you know, some other problem, you know, that's not really any of our business, but it's a less bitter pill to swallow than just thinking you got replaced by the new hotness. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And, and not that I'm wishing any of those bad things. Right. You know, as, as selfishly as as a fan, it would be tolerable if there were those bad things. But uh, I think you nailed it. The news of the day is that that is the new hotness. So... <sighs> Oh, boy. Uh, Oh, boy.
1: You said news.
0: Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. News of the day. News of the day. Uh, Okay, shut up, news music. Uh, We're on an anno this week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We uh, alluded to it earlier. You watched some Ghibli movies. Which which ones did you uh, consume during your sickness?
1: Well, I, one of my favorite Ghibli movies is always Howl's Moving Castle. So whenever I'm feeling like really bad, I'll always go back to that one. So I watched that one. Um, I checked out one of the newer films I hadn't had a chance to see before, Earwig and the Witch. Okay. W- which was, uh, interesting because it's the first time, first Ghibli movie I can remember that was solely like 3D animation. Right. So it didn't have that sort of, you know, painted feel that I remember from the other films, but Specifically, that's
0: why I didn't enjoy that movie as much. I, You know, it still was a very Ghibli story, For but sure. it, it didn't feel like a Ghibli movie.
1: Because of the art style. Right.
0: And I, I cut you off. What was your last one?
1: Uh, Porco Rosso.
0: Aha! What do you think my favorite Ghibli movie is?
1: Hmm. Oh.
0: I know. There's a couple to pick from.
1: So, I mean, thinking about them, there's a whole slew that you know, they could fit you. I, I think but which one matches this
0: sociopath?
1: <laughs> right, right. I mean, are you a Nausicaa fan?
0: Nausicaa is my number two. Oh, okay. Uh, close. I'll give you one more stab at it.
1: Uh, let's see. So, if you're not a Nausicaa...
0: this might take you by surprise. I don't know. I'm just gonna I'm
1: just gonna spitball something crazy. How about Kiki's?
0: No, 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 no. Okay. No. My favorite Ghibli movie without a doubt is Spirited Away.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: <laughs> See, I All told right. you it might take you by surprise.
1: Right. I mean I thought that was a great film. It's just not one I would pick as like when I think of you <laughs> and your usual taste, it's not one I would pick as your favorite. Spirited it away is it's a great, is pretty,
0: it, great movie. It's dark if you look at it and step outside of the haha realm. Right.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Um yeah, well, we can go into all sorts of fangirling the next time that we visit the land of the rising sun, because Studio Ghibli's theme park, and it is truly a theme park in the definition of theme park, is open up and running. Uh, the so it's
1: a so it's a public space. With a themed design. It's not like what we would think of as a theme park, like an amusement park.
0: Right. The, okay. Don't expect it to be Magic Kingdom, unfortunately,
1: which is oh, really what you, I
0: wanted it to be.
1: Can you imagine a Ghibli-themed Magic Kingdom? Oh, my God. Oh, man. That would be we
0: amazing. Would, <laughs> I,
1: would, I would be the first guy in line for tickets to that.
0: It is a very traditional park that has green spaces, ponds, open lands. There is a building called the Grand Warehouse, and it is the most popular area of the park because uh, it houses the indoor exhibition that has uh, a lot of interesting things, like a giant plush warehouse cat bus room for kids.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. These photos you sent me are crazy.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it it's beautiful. It's very serene. Not what I expected. It's more of an indoor outdoor Ghibli museum.
1: Still pretty cool. Yeah,
0: definitely pretty cool. Um, I will send these over to the ladies and the powers that be can post these up on Twitter after the show drops. So it's it's definitely something that I would take a look at.
1: Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine if we had a park themed like this when we were kids?
0: I'm trying to see exactly where it is.
1: I mean, obviously it's in Japan, but
0: oh yes,
1: (laughs) keeping it secret, huh? Not going to say it. Keep it safe. Okay,
0: there we go. So it's it's not even um, close to you know if we were to go to Japan, we're going to Tokyo, right? Maybe Kyoto.
1: Maybe Kyoto.
0: It's a two-hour bullet train ride from Tokyo. So, <laughs> oh wow! Okay, yeah, so it's it's, it's out in distance, the cunt, yeah, yeah, out in the cunt. Woo, woo. Ghibli Park. Uh, I do think it's funny. They have a park director's room that has a uh, scale model of Yubaba and her office. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Right. Uh, tip my hat to my favorite movie.
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't know if you played the original. Probably not. But Dwarf Fortress has made its Steam debut in the fine month of December. And it boasts, the first time ever, a a full graphical user interface, right? So it is Visual Dwarf Dwarf Fortress. And it's Mm. amazing. So it's not necessarily a whole hell of a lot more accessible. It is to an extent. But it's, it's just pretty 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 dwarf fortress hey if you want a hundred hour learning curve try to play dwarf (laughs) fortress Um, oh lord (laughs) it's great game amazing game but really i stepped away from it after playing it for uh, about a year and this was like seven eight years ago and i tried to get back into it and the learning curve is so steep that I had forgotten the core elements of how to play. Oh, wow. It is, uh, definitely a, a game for those who are all about SIM where you want your brain to explode, but now you can have your brain explode with pretty graphics. Well, pretty 16 bit ish graphics.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, games with a learning curve like that, I mean, you have to really be sort of in all the way if you're going to, uh, if you're going to take on something like that. It's definitely not for a casual.
0: No, no. In fact, uh, for filthy casual like me, I guess, am I a filthy casual? I don't know what I am. Um, but I've, my goal, you know, is try to pare down the list. of games that were purchased, but never played that I have. And that list <laughs> is in the hundreds. I started playing cyberpunk this week, so uh, I certainly don't have the time to invest in Dwarf Fortress since I am knee-deep in cyberpunk right now. So,
1: How are you doing with cyberpunk?
0: I don't love it, but I don't hate it. It's somewhere in between. I admittedly maybe have eight hours on it, so uh, okay. not enough time for me to throw in the towel. But also not enough time for me to bless it. It's freaking beautiful, man! It is a beautiful game, but the jury is still out, at least for me.
1: I was really excited about it, and then you know i didn't get I didn't catch it on release day, and then it had all of those problems. You know what I mean,
0: right? The, and, I, I have not encountered any of those release day bugs that that were crippling the game. I think it's pretty safe to say now, what nearly two years out that they've pretty much been resolved. I'm not over the moon just quite yet. We'll see if I get there. Okay. Speaking of cyberpunk, the Blade Runner tabletop role-playing game is getting rave reviews.
1: I I remember we talked about that when it came out because I was so excited about it. Blade Runner is one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. The chance to play in that world and with replicants and with, you know, sort of that dark, gritty sort of cyber noir setting was something I always wanted to do. But I didn't think I could find a group big enough or that was interested enough to kind of dive into that universe.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, for you and I, uh, we're pretty much the extent of the people that would be really geeked for Blade Runner. Uh, I did buy it, even though Free League is on my no-buy list because of, of political reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I did buy it. I flipped through the book. It is a nice-looking book. Um, the artwork really captures the style of the original movie. And the mechanics seem to also sort of embrace the... I don't know how to explain it. Sort of chaotic nature of the original movie.
1: Right. Because it was. It It, was a chaotic
0: film. It's structured chaos, as far as the mechanics go. Um, That amazing reviews. I have not read it a second time, so I just sort of did the the cursory look over, because A, we're not going to play it, and B, I don't really want to hype it, because it's Free League. (laughs) So, um, but it is a very nice-looking game. Excellent, excellent reviews, and the core rules retail price has been announced at 60 bucks so
1: nice nice i i that's one of the reasons i never picked up the dune role-playing game was because i in our group i'm the only like dune super fan the rest of you guys are not going to be excited about forming a house of the lawn (laughs) stride you know
0: no (laughs) the rest of us are going to have to reread the books to even even catch up uh so, from Blade Runner to Outer Space, Bioware made two announcements this week. Okay. And the biggie is Mass Effect 5.
1: Okay. You were a bigger Mass Effect fan than I was, but I, I do recall the games.
0: I was a huge Mass Effect fan. Uh, right. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Mass Effect 5 is follow-up to... Mass Effect Andromeda, which was decisively the weakest of the series. Uh, people shit on Mass Effect Three because the ending, but uh, when you really look at it, uh, I think Andromeda was was the weakest one so far. The game appears to be a straight proper sequel to Mass Effect Three, which is good news, right? Mass Effect Andromeda was a, a story in a completely separate galaxy. An um, uh, older Liara Tassoni is featured in the trailer. Ooh. We know that uh, the Asari can live in the Mass Effect universe about a thousand years. Wait. And uh, Liara was 109 in Mass Effect 3. So that leaves a window of 900 years <laughs> <laughs> for, for Mass Effect 5.
1: Um, Yeah, they'll be like, it's actually 500 years later. Here's all the lore you have to catch up on. (laughs) uh,
0: They very openly said that they pushed the trailer out uh, almost preemptively just to get the release out. Um, They, you know, it's still in incredibly early development. Uh, The other game that they announced is Dragon Age Dreadwolf, and I like. Dragon Age, at least the first one, and I don't think I've played any of the other ones since, so that's that's where I stand on, on, on the Bioware stuffs.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, nothing there that really, you know, gets me drooling on my shirt or anything, but some interesting properties to keep an eye on. I remember um, you know, I, I only played the first Mass Effect game, so I really wasn't uh, really wasn't deep into it, but be inter- I'm kind of curious about the uh, the the properties that are coming. You know, there's new games being announced. I always like to kind of check things out and see if I missed a gem back, yeah. back in the day.
0: And that's what I'm doing, because I certainly have a lot of unplayed games that I paid for on release. <laughs> like <laughs> <Exactly>. Cyberpunk. Um, <laughs> uh, last but not least bridging the game world back to the film world, which is where we all started with Predator 2. Uh, Death Stranding is officially announced to have a film in production. Uh, Kojima Productions has launched their film and television division earlier this year, so it does not surprise me that Kojima is looking at Death Stranding for a film which is great, because the world of Death Stranding, don't give me walking simulator crap, the world that was created was so immersive, and they only, you know, dove in an inch compared to where they can go, so it'll be Right, right, uh, no,
1: the, the lore and the story and the, uh, and you know, the things that they put together for that were amazing, it's just the gameplay wasn't my cup of tea for Death Stranding, you know? No? I twitch you about it being a walking simulator, but as a <laughs> film, I think that it could be, you know, as a film or even as a series of films, I could see it being a really interesting property to explore.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that uh, visual effects are at a place now where they can certainly pull off the, the concept of a BT outside of a video game, I think that you know if you are able to retain some cast members, uh, and there are some pretty powerful cast members that, that are in the death stranding universe. I'm not gonna laundry list them, but anyone could just google Death stranding cast and, and see that it, it a wouldn't be cheap. but B, the folks that work with Kojima tend to enjoy it. So it may not be an impossible task.
1: Right, I mean, Kojima is sort of an odd duck. I mean, he puts together the, the strangest stories and the weirdest properties, but the people who work with him seem to love doing it.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, gosh, I I hope. Well, you know, I can't imagine Kojima farming a whole lot of the work out on it either. And we know that he's a love of a lover of film. So we'll see. We'll see. But that, my friend, is the news this week. Fair enough. Well, that's that's pretty much going to be what we've got. I've got one last thing to sort of toss around. Anything okay. buzzing through your brain before we wrap up this nano episode?
1: Well, uh, you know, um, this is something that just kind of occurred to me. My wife is a huge Henry Cavill fan. yes. And, uh, so when he made the decision to leave The Witcher, she was disappointed. She's pretty sure she's not going to continue watching after the next season. She's, uh, she's not sure how, you know, the, uh, the Hemsworth is going to, you know, fill that role. Right. And so, um, Campbell
0: had a rough week, though, man. Right.
1: That's what, <laughs> yeah. My, my wife mentioned that to me where she went to work. She mentioned it to me. I was, not feeling pretty too well at the time, but I remember it was, she was, uh, not too happy about it.
0: Yeah. So I guess if you, uh, are not following the ladies at the nerd Cognito Twitter, definitely, uh, follow, follow them at nerd Cognito, um, because they have been on this, um, probably because, you know, he's a pretty good-looking guy, too. The the ladies tend to like him. (laughs) But follow those ladies at NerdCognito. They have been on this story all week. And, yeah, so he quits, in air quotes, the Witcher. Right. Presumably... There's stories of discontent and contract issues and DC and Warner Brothers was dangling Superman back in front of him. So he said, I will pass my Witcher mantle because, hey, what actor wouldn't want to be Superman, right?
1: Sure, absolutely. I uh, mean, what know.
0: actor that's a nerd wouldn't want to be super? Well, me, I hate <laughs> soups. Soups is a tool bag, but... <laughs> Yeah,
1: I I just, uh, you know, I I just couldn't fill that type of role, but it'd be cool to do it.
0: Right. I think that if you are a leading action guy, that's a cool role for you. Absolutely. So Warner Brothers goes, yoink. No, you know what? We need some different representation, whatever that means. Um, Maybe they're going to go a different gender a different sexuality, a different look—all of those exist in the comics in one way or another.
1: Sure, I uh, mean you know the you know multiverse theory. Like there were all kinds of crazy things going on. It would be uh, so. I'm kind of curious to see what direction they're going. But that is kind of a you know a slap in the face if Cavill left The Witcher to pursue Superman, and now Superman is gone, and he's already cut ties with The Witcher. What's his next project? Yeah,
0: that's 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 a real dick move. And uh, apparently Cavill, being naive question mark, uh, did all of this with the Superman intentions on like a handshake deal. So there, there's no coming oh. back from it, right? They're, oh man, they're not even going to pay him. <laughs>
1: So he, they're not even, you know, they're not even buying out his contract because there isn't one.
0: No, so rightly so. He said, fuck it. The next thing I'm going to do is Warhammer 40K. Really? <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. So Cavill is looking to both produce and star in a Warhammer 40,000 series. Amazon makes me cringe a little bit because they've not done very well with their adaptations of our beloved properties but Mm -hmm. if Cavill is producing it you know we've heard he holds his ground pretty good especially when it comes to preserving lore and nerd culture
1: absolutely absolutely Um, you know and, and he will you know push himself to the physical limits to you know, stay true to, you know, what he believes that that uh, that vision should be. Look at all the stories of, you know, you know him getting hurt on The Witcher and continuing the takes right, and right. things like that. I mean, he's the guy who's it's going to come out the right way.
0: Who knows what it's going to be or who he's going to be? The only thing that that we can point to is the press release uh, from his lips. Quote. To all of you Warhammer fans out there, I promise to respect this IP that we love. I promise to bring you something familiar, and I endeavor to bring you something fantastic that is, as of yet, unseen. You know, we know where he's at. But sure. Hollywood be Hollywood, Bert.
1: Yeah, I mean, and everybody's got theories. I mean, even my wife has theories about why he left The Witcher.
0: Right, And to his credit, you know... He hasn't badmouthed anybody, and it's still no. his big question mark. Everything is just conjecture. All of the castmates that have spoken even tangentially about it say he was good to work with, which we don't always hear about him. So who True. knows? Who the hell knows?
1: My wife is of the opinion that, you know, after filming the latest series, he doesn't like the direction that they're going but we haven't seen the newest series to know that. So that's my wife's fan theory is that he's getting out because it's go, it's changing to a direction that he, he can't get behind because he is. So stand his ground on that type of thing. And you know? he is
0: just an actor when it comes to the Witcher. He, he doesn't, right. you know, he doesn't have creative control. So
1: right. Exactly.
0: And I've got some bittersweet news. Like, Okay. The, the evil guy in me says that this is good news. Um, the as you know, we talked about our our favorite gaming store that is uh, going out of business. They just couldn't keep up with with you know the right. finances. The sure. second of our local gaming stores, uh, the one out at is also now going kaput. Although I'm not so sad to see the back of them, this is the store that mandated vaccine proof and had like insane rules that made our local news because where they're located is a pretty—I remember that concentrated uh, conservative area. I think that's the a fair way to say it without getting political, right? reasonable their area because of that bent was one of the first areas that opened back up in fact they i don't think they ever shut down right um we actually went out to the mall in that area during covid because it was one of the few places where we could take the little dude to go see santa back w- when that craziness was going on oh sure but you know they have kicked people out because of play styles They have leaned into the sparkle troll. They were preventing people from playing because of, you know, in my mind, and I'm biased because of my condition. You know, I have an autoimmune disorder. Even if I wanted a vaccine, which I don't, but if I wanted one, I couldn't get it because it would fuck with my other medicine. And I prefer walking to getting the sniffles. So for me... I couldn't if I wanted to go play a game there when that was all going on. In fact, to this day, I would not be permitted to do so. Hmm. So, goodbye, guys. Enjoy unemployment, my little dinner here. (laughs) Maybe
1: just a little, uh, you know. uh, But it's okay. You can rant sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. The first one though was such a good space. Like it's a, it's a shame to see it go when. You know, when you've got a store that's not, you know...
0: The first one it, was the example of the friendly local gaming shop, right?
1: Right. The second one was Was more, not...
0: No. It was a local gaming shop.
1: <laughs> right. It was, it was a place where you might be able to get the things you needed. Like, we have one of those out my way. If I really needed something, I could go there and get it. But, you know, the, the place is not welcoming at all. Like, they... Uh, you know, if you go in there and you're not one of the regulars that shows up every Friday, they're, uh, you know, they look at like you like, you know, you wandered in off your UFO right. and planning an abduction.
0: There's a comic book store in the <laughs> like that as well. So, um, yeah, I I don't get it, man. When it comes to business, everybody's money is still green. So who gives a shit, right?
1: <laughs> right, right. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't have that kind of retail business but if I, I can tell you if i had a gaming space like that you know i'd be like I, i'd be the uh the middle ground guy just like i always am it's like oh you, you guys want to have a uh you know starbucks role-playing game great there's a table over there you guys want to run the mega dungeon you want to rent the place out for saturday cool talk to him over there yep, yep. you know I your I... money's both green give it to me <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah but uh I uh, forwarded that to to the ladies and uh, there's a lot of buzz on Twitter about it. Imagine that the nerd Cognito account on Twitter causing a lot of buzz. Hey, you know what the nerdcognito on Twitter is now? We are officially signed up for Twitter blue, which means as soon as Elon verifies whatever that means, we will have our <laughs> official blue check mark. And that is all courtesy of our Checkmark hero. Still, Matt Barninger, give him a follow. Uh, Matt underscore Barninger at Twitter. Writer and screenwriter extraordinaire and all-around good guy. But it's coming, Bert. It's coming. The ladies are gonna have. I'm so pissed. I can't have it. <laughs> I can't. I can't right. have you, it.
1: You can't have it because you still have a permanent ban. I do.
0: You know,
1: unlike unlike some other people, you know, Elon hasn't seemed fit to revoke yours.
0: Well, that's because I'm nobody. I mean, <laughs> let's be real here. <laughs>
1: Did you ask him?
0: Uh, no, I can't ask him. I'm not on Twitter.
1: What am I going to shout? Hey,
0: Elon. <laughs> yeah, no, I just looked it up. Still L suspended. So, eh, yeah. My Twitter days are long behind me, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I don't have a Twitter, as you know. Because um, you're, you're smart. You're smart. For, for reasons. I don't want it to absorb my life. I have, you know, five gaming groups and many other hobbies to keep me busy other than checking my phone every ten seconds.
0: Fuck it. <laughs> Follow the <laughs> ladies at NerdCognito. Um, Absolutely. I, I, I almost, almost twisted one of their arms to actually break the, the, the fourth wall. Because I, I some of the sparkle trolls, you know, they're oh this is just Ryan. And I promise it's not. It's not. I really wanted to to get one of them to to come on for the Christmas show, but uh, they weren't having it, so Oh no? No, no Yeah, no. I mean,
1: uh, yeah they 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 tend to be more private people than the two of us.
0: I said, Let's take a picture of you with the twitter. No, no, we're not doing that. I said What if I were to do... No, no, no. What what if I got uh, caricatures of you with whatever artist we end up working with? No, 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 no. What if I use the AI generator that I'm using for auras for art to replicate photos of... No, because you'll put us in compromising position. Well, I probably would. That would be hot. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) they they they're opposed to it. I but I am going to run uh, an AI one just for fun for them. Oh well. That's enough and you need some rest and you know.
1: Yeah, it's another cup of tea and then back to bed for me, my friend.
0: Sounds like a plan. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening and make sure that everybody listening spreads the word about Nerd Cognito even when it's a nano episode like this. Go to your favorite podcast provider, find that link and Blast it out to your friends. While you're at said podcast provider, uh, make sure that you hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss a single episode. Those shares and those subscribes are amazing, amazing, and we thank each and every one of you for doing it every week. It does make a difference, so don't forget to do that. Well, that's it, my sick friend. You better crawl back in and... and Rest up because, <laughs> Oh, it sounds good. Sorry. I <laughs> oh, apologize. Oh, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> mi- mi-
1: missed my cough button. That's Fuck all right. Me.
0: That's all right. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm getting coughed at, and I'm Ryan David, and we'll talk at you next week.
1: Be safe out there, everybody, and happy holidays. Nerd!